Jeff here. Thanks for listening. Go to playvolutionhq.com slash ccbag or click the link in the show notes for the show's archives, ways to connect, ways to support the show, information about happy hour, and more. I'm Jeff Jackson, live from upstairs studio in the snuggery along the Gulf of Mexico. With me, Rachel and Rebecca, how you both doing? Fantastic. Good. So first, look, I got we got we're gonna we're gonna talk about look. Uh, we talked a long time ago about Rebecca was starting her own program. The first day happened. The first week is in. We're gonna get some some updates on that. But but look, this is really important. I, I'm, I'm sure listeners have been wondering about this. I've uh, I've changed up my flossing routine. So okay. I, I came. So my thing is, I, I usually start top right side. Worked my way around, went back to the bottom right side and worked my way around. But what I started doing to save a little bit of time is going top right all the way across and then down to the bottom and back because mm. I thought that you're not going, double, yeah. you're that, not yeah, that going all the way over to start over again on the right side was wasting, wasting time in my day. Um, and so I think I've, I've become much more efficient um, in my, in my flossing routine. So, uh, saving a little bit of time there. So I'm feeling, I'm feeling good about that. Also started making bread again. Um, Ooh, we went, what kind? We, um, <laughs> this is regular old bread, bread, <laughs> bread, bread. <laughs> just, just plain old bread, bread. I mean, there's banana bread, there's sourdough, there's rye, like, all the things. Let's name all the breads. No, just just <laughs> plain old, just plain old bread, bread. Um, uh, because we went we went off the carbs for for quite a while, but now we're we're back on the carbs for a while because uh, um, I realized my 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 diet needs some carbs for some some reasons, um, and so I've I've been delighted to to be playing with yeast and making bread again. So. Um, I'm not going to send you any because it's way, it's too fucking good to share. Um, make any, either one of you make bread. Do you make your own butter experience? too? Hmm? Do you make your own butter too? Like the butter in the jar? Butter in the jar? Like I'm in kindergarten. Butter in a jar. Okay. You're laughing, but on homemade bread, I swear it's the best thing ever. Like we did it. It's like, um, like whipped. It's, it's like very smooth. Yeah. Yes. So no, I I got in an antique shop. I got Tasha a butter churn, and so um, every morning she gets up before sun up and goes out and churns some <laughs> okay some butter for the day. Um, you had me for a like, minute. No, I, mean, I was I was really invested for a second. <laughs> No, but 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 at, I, I sometimes sometimes I, I get a little bit wild. I get the uh, the Irish butter at the uh, the grocery store. I don't know if it's really Irish, um, but so uh, I haven't been able to figure out the difference between that and real butter. 
Oh, the Kerrygold, I, I think. Yeah, yeah. It tastes it tastes fucking better. That's the difference. Um, but I just don't this. like that there's no lines. There's no lines on the packaging, so I don't yeah. know mm-hmm. how many how much? am I cutting. Oh, see, I've got those lines. I've got those lines on our on our butter dish thing. So oh. as long as you put the, put the butter on the on the butter dish uh, correctly, you're you're gonna look you're at gonna, your wisdom here. We're just gonna be on he's, Amazon he's, he's looking up. so so rachel's mom if you're listening to this episode um not not gonna be much of a china talk in this uh in this episode Uh, (laughs) rachel rachel got called out by her mom by by uh after she listened to episode a thousand i guess but rachel's mom what's your what's your mom did your mom bake bread when uh when you're a kid rachel no i don't think she did me um so i grew up in Texas and as a child we used to go I don't remember what it was called but there was this store um that we would go to and buy like different types of breads mm-hmm. and you could try it um I just remember like being it was like I'm not a candy person I'm not like a chocolate person but you take me to a bread store and that's my candy shop like I will sure. sit there for days and eat the carbs um, so I just remember like we would get a cheddar bread and there was like some cinnamon swirl bread. And well, I mean, that was, she took me to that. Did she make it herself? No, but we could watch it get baked there. That's a core memory though. I mean, you're obviously like, it's, you could probably like, in love with it. My dad did some bread baking when I was little. He went through like, he was the kind of guy who went through like phases where he would like go super hard. He was like making hella bread. And he had like this bread machine, I think is because it was like when bread machines came out. I have one. Yeah. And so he just like he it came with like a booklet and he was just making all kinds of bread all the time. We couldn't even eat it all. And then well, he stopped making bread and it sat on the shelf for years. So, so that's 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 what, that's what listeners have to look forward to is i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna get comfortable with my just my plain old bread and then i'm gonna start i'm gonna uh, i'm thinking maybe some asiago i'm thinking maybe some jalapeno um last year last year there was a, a bread lady at the farmer's market and she hasn't been there this year that's why i decided i need to because the, the 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 grocery store bread just doesn't been doing it for me so mm-hmm. decided i had to take uh take matters into my own hands um that's enough sexy bread talk uh got another (laughs) hypothetical for both of you um so if you could have your blood replaced by something else that still did the job of blood but wasn't blood what would you pick? Now I can I can tell you what some others have uh, some other options if you if you want um, before you 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 let me know so you have some time to think about it or do you just want to jump right into this. Um, I my initial thought was like when will I engage? Like if if I cut myself, that's when I would engage with the substance. Sure. Okay. So I would not, I would seldom have access to this substance only if I became injured, right? So maybe, maybe like milk. Milk? Because, yeah. <laughs> <I'm sorry. laughs> I was waiting for something like profound. <laughs> milk. milk because. Because if I'm thinking if I'm like injured and maybe because like I spend a lot of time in nature and outdoors and like wilderness sure. places, it could be like sustenance for me. Mm-hmm. But like, listen, if you got hot, your blood would curdle. You'd be cottage cheese. 
Well, my body actually, when with its milk blood, it is a different temperature, so you don't have to worry about that. So I, I think you're also the the uh, people might think you were an android because on on the the alien movies, didn't the android guys all have milky white blood? Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. So. But I mean, you might be an android anyway. Okay, milk. I had that. I I wasn't expecting that, but no, that's a good one. Rachel, what would you? Uh... I don't know, because now that she's talking about the only time you engage with it is if you're getting hurt. Like, why would I want to get hurt? I would want to like not do that, correct? So, and then you said aliens, and that just makes my brain go straight to acid. They had acid blood. Remember, is that right? You could, yeah, they you could use like, it like a weapon, like if you're, yeah, in a, like the, the acidic blood. But if you did that, then the military is going to take you because you're a weapon. So that's not very smart either. Like, you're, you know, this is a hard one. That's sure. hard. I'm second well, guessing myself, but I can't think of a, a better option. So, milk so Stephanie picked a uh, glitter. Ooh. <laughs> I would never want to get hurt. That's because uh, never mind. <laughs> she thought she'd cut herself and glitter would pop out. I thought that was good. Um, I can't remember. Oh, I'm going to get in trouble because I don't remember who said it, but uh, grape Kool-Aid was another one, um, which which I thought was great uh, because then if you needed a, a transfusion, the Kool-Aid guy would just come right through the uh, <laughs> through the wall and, and fix you up. Uh, mine was just mosquitoes. <laughs> mine was mosquitoes because I wanted to oh. enter. I, I felt like I could, I could be able to feel them buzzing through my through my body all the time and i thought that might feel good and then then if i got cut there'd just be hundreds of mosquitoes come flying out i thought that would be great um so my brain did not think beyond anything that wasn't getting hurt so i'm like i didn't think i I can go a solid in there so now my mind my mind is really rocking well, well, we'll get into that. We'll get into our conversation here. And at the end of the episode, if you've thought of something else you want to try, you can you can totally change your answers. <laughs> yeah. Um, so you you decided, uh, Rebecca, you were going to open your own program, and then you you fucking did it. Um, I did you made it. it through, you made Woo! it through the first made it through the first week. Um, is there going to be a second week? Yes. Honestly, I'm super hungover today because I went out drinking and celebrating last night. <laughs> You're lucky. Good. I'm here. Um, can't even tell by the way it was i took a little (laughs) i could tell because she's drinking water now touche she's she's got a big glass of cold water (laughs) no ice usually i have a beer with on this pot (laughs) but i'm not today um but yeah no it was it was honestly like a strangely blissful first week i mean i'm not saying there wasn't like hiccups or things that we need to improve upon but like it was just really awesome I thought I was going to, you know, because it's a brand new program. All of these kids are new because, you know, we're all new to this. And so I was anticipating being needing to respond to like big feelings, um, separation anxiety, all that kind of stuff. And that was like very minimal. I would say of the seven kids that I had, one cried when their parent left and it was very brief. The rest of them were just like, okay, like I'll miss you, like kind of sad, and then they were fine. So it was just kind of weird. Um, I'm sorry. I had, I have a two and a half year old is my youngest, and then my oldest is like almost four, like she'll be four in a couple weeks. Okay. Um, so like mostly three year olds, but like all throughout that that year, and so it, it does feel kind of nice to have the, the developmental differences. Um, yeah. So it, that was just 
really nice from the get that I didn't, I didn't feel like I had to spend a lot of time and energy being super responsive to those big feelings. I mean, it it was kind of cool because then I felt like we were able to really explore and do more than I thought we were going to be able to do. Um, so yeah, we were like hiking and we went in the Creek and we saw frogs and the kids were just so excited to be outside. Like they were just happy. And I just wondered if they were starting a new preschool today and going into a classroom with dozens of kids sometimes and fluorescent lights and, and loud stuff going on, would it have been so easy for them, you know, versus entering this space where it's peaceful as fuck. Like there's like all you hear is birds chirping. We're like, good morning. And, and there's just a, you know, my, my group is small, depending on the day it was like five to seven kids. Um, and I'm, I actually got a new enrollment just yesterday, so that's good. Um, but yeah, so it was, it's just, it's nice to be able to feel like I'm providing an inviting experience. Not that like other teachers in regular preschools aren't, but like, it's hard. It's hard to make a kid feel welcome and safe when there's a lot of sensory stuff going on when you get into a, a new classroom. So that was really cool for, for me to see. It 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 just hit me that maybe we should recap what this program is. And so not not only did you open your program, you did it in the forest. Yeah. <laughs> or it's kind of uh, it it's not is it I saw some pictures. It's not is it uh grassland, it's meadow. You got you get a little bit there's, of everything it, though, huh? There's it depends on where you go. Yeah. So there's like hills that have like a few trees, and then we have a creek. And so there's like a riparian area that we can go to that has lots of life, right? Because it's near the creek. And so there's lots of trees and lots of shade. Um, and then we have a lot of cool rock formations because our park is nestled. We're in the foothills of Mount Diablo here in the Bay Area. And so there's lots of different types of rock formations. So we have like big sandstone formations and different types of plants that grow out of the sandstone. And then we have basalt and we have all different types of terrain which creates different types of plants so depending on where we're going it can feel like we're in like the forest or like we're in sometimes it feels like we're in like the desert like the kids were playing this um this big hillside had eroded and it, it was all sandstone it's from the storms in, in, in january and it created this natural sand pit for the kids to play in at the bottom of this hill and yeah i took pictures of the kids play, sitting and playing it looks like they're in the sahara because they're just sitting and they're just sand behind them and they're just sitting in sand but it, you know we walk a quarter mile in a, one direction and we're at the creek and so it's really cool and this is a county park it's um so east bay regional parks district is they operate in two counties contra costa and alameda counties and they actually are their own like they're they're a public entity but like they own the land themselves so it's not necessarily county, but it is a public entity. It's the, the regional parks district. And okay. so, yeah, I had to get permitted through them. Um, I had to have meetings with them and submit a million types of insurance and endorsements and, and things like that. Um, so that's been a big worry of mine that's off my shoulders now, too, is that now that the program's actually happening, I'm engaging with the staff there and it's been positive, which has been a big fear of mine because, like, you don't know how that's going to happen until it happens until sure, you're sure. there are they gonna be pissed off if one of my kids accidentally like leaves their sunglasses somewhere you know it's just I didn't know how harsh or critical they would be people can get really fearful about young children like being terrors or you know ruining things and 
and I haven't experienced any like any negativity from from the parks people and so they've just been really friendly and waving and they even were asking us like how the yellow jackets were because we have like a wasp issue in certain areas and so that was a, a really like I feel good knowing that I have a good partnership with them good the, the people the the park goers most of them are very nice but I, you do get some random like people that just want to like make side comments and oh you know there's rattlesnakes out here well yeah I do know that <laughs> thank you <laughs> yeah I know that there's douchebags too um yeah, yeah. yeah um so I look I, I I know for a fact there are listeners to this show who who in in their their moments of frustration, their moments of 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 dream, of wishing, contemplate starting their own programs. So I I just I thought it might be good to to recap a little bit of that process. What was the what was the easiest part of making this happen? The easiest part for me was creating the program like the policy stuff I mean that was it was tedious but it was easy for me because I I feel like you know I've been teaching that was my 11th year I feel like I know myself as an educator I know what I value and I know what I want to provide for children and so that was the easiest part for me you know I know I'm going to be a play-based program I know that we're going to do emergent curriculum I know that we're going to focus on relationships. So we're going to have small groups. I know, you know, so it's like all of these things I was able to put together and I was like, damn, this is great. Like, this is an awesome program. I would love to have my kid in this program if I had a child. Um, and so that, that to me was the easiest part. And so if, if you have passion for early childhood education and you see yourself as potentially being a director or administrator or a founder of something, you know, that's, that's the easy part is knowing yourself, you know, you, you can't start if you don't know what you're going to do. The harder parts were, is just engaging in with families and getting them to trust me. And like, they don't know me from Adam. Um, sure, Forest sure. School is really, you know, counterintuitive to some people, most people, uh, people are fearful about a lot of things and climate change is, you know, a big on people's mind. How long can this be sustainable? And so th that was the, the biggest challenge for me was I know my program is so good, but like convincing other people to like, give me your child, you know, mm -hmm. that's, that's a, that's a tricky thing to do. So that, that, those are my two, you know, opposites there. Whoa. So oh, go ahead. Go ahead, Rachel. Do Sorry. you have like a main building or are you just dropping off? Like we're outside here. It is. Yeah, We're outside. And so, Right now, like it's been sunny and fine. So we don't have any shelters. We just stay in the natural shade, um, which we have a lot of really big um, oak trees that provide shade all year round. And so during the, the warm days and the sunny days, we don't need a shelter. And then unless it's, if it's very sunny or super hot, I do have canopies to provide extra shade if needed, but we haven't, we, I don't think it's gonna be necessary. Um, in the winter time when it's gonna be rainy or windy, there's depending on the severity of the the weather will depend on the type of shelter that would put up. So I arrive, so the program starts at 830, but I get there at 745 every day. And I go and I take a look at the couple spaces that we're going to use, set up like some welcoming activities. I'll put some tarps out with some books and some puppets and things for them to kind of come in and do as they, as they get to school. 
And at that time, when I set that up, I'll, that'll be a time that I would set up the shelter, um, that, those 45 minutes. And so if it's a light rain, then it's just going to be like a light little pop-up canopy, or we can use tarps and like guy lines and ropes and, and create little A-frames and, and shelters that way. And if it's pretty stormy, and, but still safe enough to go to school, like it's just like heavy, heavy rain, um, then I have a gazebo shelter. It's really, really cool. And like, I highly recommend if you like to spend time outside or you have a big property, they're really cool. They have, um, they're super easy to set up. You just pop it up in the middle, really. And then the, the walls pop up and it's a six sided gazebo and it has mesh screen walls. And then you can add panels to the side to keep the rain from coming in. And so that will be the shelter that we'll be using um, in probably just a couple of months. So just kind of going off my PTSD, sorry. Jeff, yeah. I, no. um, like the storm that kind of messed with our house popped out of nowhere. Um, it was like sunny, perfect, clear sky. And I kid you not, like I got a text that just said, Hey, there's a bad storm coming. And I moved my geese back inside and all of a sudden it, it turned black and there were something called straight winds. That's yeah. what did it. So what is your plan? Like in the case of that, of something like that happening? I, it, I think that the weather in Illinois is a little bit more like unpredictable when it comes to like, cause you guys get like tornadoes and, right. and like the, the wind factors there create like different types of storms. than I think that we get here, um, the main storms that we get here are just rainstorms. And sometimes we get lightning storms. We don't often get massive storms where trees are going to be falling and things like that. It did happen this last January. Um, but the parks are closed during that time. If it were to happen okay. in the middle of of the day, then depending on where we are and what's happening, I mean, if it's that storm, we're going to get away from the large trees, right? We're going to go to an open space, which is nice because we have, um, at, at our site, we have a regional recreation area. So there's actually like a softball field and bathrooms and like a community pool and like other okay. stuff that's like established. And so there's a big grass field for that softball field, which is a, my like emergency location if there was an earthquake, uh, which is something that we have to worry about in California, probably more so than, uh, than a storm. But it would be the same right. thing. We would go to that open space um, so that we can make sure we're not being hit by falling objects. Nothing's tumbling on you, yeah. And I also have a satellite phone. So if something were to happen and someone was to get hurt or something like that, I have a satellite phone that has an SOS button. So I could just literally click it and they send emergency services. I can send messages through it. Um, even in like super stormy conditions because it's it's connected to the satellite iridium whatever network um so yeah i don't anticipate i mean obviously anything can happen nature's crazy but we don't usually get uh storms like that quickly here in california um especially like we're pretty close to the coast and so a lot of times they see those systems moving in from from the ocean for quite a long time is usually where our storms come in from so yeah we usually get a lot of warning and then we have different emergency procedures for if there is a landslide this is where we go this is what we would do if there's an earthquake if there's if we came upon a fire um and so i have like in my policies and procedures like this these are the steps that we take in those different situations um yeah and it, it, it is scary and it is risky but i mean look you are at your own home Right. I know. No, I'm a hundred percent for this. Yeah. I just, no, it's, are like, it's, just, it's crazy the, to think about how these this things is the just happen. Like I, you, you guys know, I live on the funny farm and when people are like, Oh, you should open up your house. Like 
where you live, we live on a lot of land and like start a school there with the animals. And I'm like, all I can think in my head is insurance liability. Like if a cow runs somebody over, you know, those are the things that um, hinder my, my, I don't know what it would be like my idea about it, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I think that being that I don't like, we're not a licensed program with a facility. um, I thought that would be trickier or I'm not sure, I thought it'd be more expensive to get liability insurance but it wasn't for me um it was it was harder to find an insurance company that would cover what I'm doing so that took some time um so but once I got in contact with the right people who offered this type of insurance into these types of programs then I was like oh this is actually a lot more affordable than I thought um, so it's definitely something that just look into it because you might be surprised. Like I was surprised. And then I, I got like some really crazy quotes too. So like there was one person who quoted me something 10 times more than what I'm paying right now. So it's, <laughs> oh <my> it, gosh. <laughs> yeah, thank God I did a little research. Sure. So what's the, what's the logistics? You, you, you all meet parents pulling the parking lot and you start your day from there. Or is there a, there an area they hike into to, to drop the kids off or what's that like? The trailhead that we meet at is right by the parking lot. And so we're just, we're set up like a few yards in. Um, Cause when you walk in, when you go to that trailhead, there's like a roundabout for the, the parks workers. There's like a little road there. And so it's almost like this beautiful setup because it's like you walk into the trailhead and this roundabout creates like three different sections under these beautiful oak trees. And so when the kids come in, they just have to do a short little, 20 foot walk, 50 foot walk. And they walk in and depending on the day we're set up in one of these sections, like I said, I'll have a tarp out. Um, like the other day I set up, I put some fragrant sage for these little flowers that smell really good. And I just put a bunch of those out for them to peel apart and look at. And, and so I'll just put out different activities for them to do. And so they don't have to, sometimes they just come and they just want to sit and, and, and wait for everybody. And yeah, so they have about 30 minutes to show up. Uh, I like to give a window of drop-off time. So it's not, everybody's there at the same time and feels chaotic. And that's been really nice too, because, you know, you have some people showing up at eight 30 and then you get to like say hi to those families and those kids and get to chat with them and then they go and then other families are coming. So yeah, once they all get dropped off and they get signed in, I have like a little tablet where I'm signing them in and I'm doing everything that a licensed program would do if like, besides what I, I mean, I don't have a building. Right. Um, so other than that, I mean, I'm doing all of the things I have a tablet with all the we're marking down when they're doing transitions, all the things that you would normally do. And so that's been a helpful to help the parents feel safer too, that I'm doing those things. So yeah, once we gather everybody together, we do like a gathering time, circle time type of thing, which is super optional. I just grab a book or start singing a song, see who wants to come over. And we go over like some safety procedures for the day. So we've been teaching the kids um, different calls mean different things. So like if I call like a raven, it means to freeze. What's that? Because What's if, that sound like? If I cock. I go caw, caw. <laughs> <laughs> caw, caw. <laughs> but I do it and I'm teaching them to freeze because like say there's a rattlesnake on the trail. I don't want to freak them out. I don't want to yell, hey, there's a rattlesnake. I you know, there's just things that there are situations where I might want them to just stop. Or maybe maybe sure. they're about to step on a frog. Um and so But you're making it fun, not scary. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. So it's I, just, if I knew there was a rattlesnake in front of me, um, there would not be pleasant words coming out of my mouth. Right. And, I, and then you could run um, away and, and get hit and you could get bitten because you're making Right, exactly. But mm-hmm. if you tell me like caw caw, I'm gonna be like, Oh, 
freeze tag. You know what I mean? Like your brain, it's pattern seeking, right? Our brains are pattern seeking. So when we download those reactions, it's a way, really helpful way to keep children safe. So I do the call like a raven means to freeze. And then hoot like an owl. When I hoot, they have to hoot back because sometimes the kids are like behind a tree or they're somewhere where you lose Mm -hmm. sight of them for just a second. And I don't want to be like, Hey, where's, you know, where's Tommy? Um, and sometimes like that can freak kids out or it freaks your co-teacher out. Um, so I just give a little hoot hoot because then they hoot back and I'm like, Oh, there they are. I could hear them. They're right Right. there. Um, so that's a strategy that, that we can use. And also if they get lost or something, right. If they were to get lost, hopefully that doesn't happen, but that's something where that would feel familiar to them. If they heard us coming around the corner, hoot hoot, and they would hoot back. Um, and then the last one, if I howl like a coyote, it means run back to me as quickly as possible. And what, so what's, if, that, what's that sound like? <laughs> it's hard for me to do because I was drunk last night and I did a lot of yelling and singing. Um, but <laughs> I just go, ow, ow, ow. I usually do it a little higher pitch. <laughs> but yeah, when, so then the kids run to me, right? Because if there's a landslide coming, that's when I want the kids to run to me as fast as they can. So that's been, a, um, it's been fun. It's been tough because they're like, I'm a very participate if you want, or if you don't want to type of person, but some stuff I'm like, no, you need to participate in this because this is to keep you safe. And this is, these are things that we're doing to keep you safe. Sure. That's felt a ki- kind of like icky for me. I'm like, caw, you know, <laughs> so you better freeze when I call. Um, and so that, that feels a little uncomfortable, but like we were talking about earlier, some things need to be, you know, kids need to learn water safety. Kids need to learn certain things. Um, and so yeah, you may not like it, but I'm keeping you safe and we're doing it for like three seconds and then you get to do whatever the hell you want the rest of the day. So I don't feel too bad. Yeah. Yeah. And and this little bit makes you makes it able for me to give you all the other freedom. So exactly. yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Um, so how were how are parents after a weekend? They feel I think they've, they've been feeling really good. Um, I know that one I have one parent I think is slightly concerned because their kiddo's coming home really tired. But <laughs> Like, cause I don't think their child was napping and now they've been taking a nap and now they're sitting up later. And so they're like concerned about that, but I'm like, yeah, they're going to be tired because they're doing a lot more than they usually do. Yeah. And I think it's funny how like in a lot of programs, it's like, oh, these kids, this class doesn't nap or these kids don't nap. And I think a lot, a lot of kids would nap if they actually got the proper like outdoor play that they get, but we just assume that they aren't nappers. So what's the bathroom situation? We have flushing toilets. Yeah. So if they, if they can't get to it, cause like there's, there's just one building of it and we're, we're not always right next to it. Um, they just do nature peas. Um, we've had a couple of girls pee on their shorts, but you know, I told them, I'm like, Oh, you know, when you're a grown up, it happens too. So don't worry. <laughs> so that's been a non-issue that one kid was a little weird about it when I was like, you could pee on a tree. And he was like, looked at me like are you crazy and then I he's but he's like a super loving kid so I was like the trees will love it you'll you're watering it your pp has nitrogen in it and it's good for the tree and he was like okay and he was fine because <laughs> he was like oh I'm helping the tree he's just like a very loving kid and I I knew like even in just a few days I could tell that personality trait about him and so I used that as a strategy to help him feel comfortable nature so did you know these kids, these families before they started? No, I met them. 
I met all the families. I always like to meet them in person and show them the site so that they know what they're signing up for. Um, so, you know, so we're not wasting each other's time. And so, yeah, I've met the kids, um, but I haven't spent a lot of time with them. And then like a couple of days before our first day, we had like a picnic. So I set up some activities and we rented a picnic area. I had some sensory bins and, and things. So I was able to watch them engage with each other before the program started, which was cool because I feel like I was able to be like, okay, this kid like likes to push right now, you know? So that's something that like the parent was really worried at the picnic because she's like, I'm so sorry. She keeps pushing. And I was like, oh, it's okay. This is good information for me to know that, you know, she might need a little bit more support with those social interactions. Like this is, it, I'm glad that it's happening now so I can have that information. Um, there was a, a kiddo who got hurt at the picnic and to watch the reaction, she got a little cut on her pinky. Her parents don't even know how she got it. And they were trying to help her. And she is going through like a shame phase right now. And she get, she's getting super embarrassed and doesn't want anyone to look at her when she's getting hurt. You know, kids go through those different phases. So I was able to like just pick up on those little pieces of their personalities and where they might need a little bit of support, different stages that they're in and support them just based on that. So yeah, I'm just trying to download all of that information. Sure. So Rachel, what would, what would your, what, if you're going to start your own program, what would it look like? The funny farm. I don't know. Chaos. I feel like my <laughs> life is chaos. <laughs> um, I don't know because I feel like the community that we live in is such a farm community. Whereas like where you're at in California, you kind of get the the woodsy aspect. Um, I mean your woods and our woods probably look vastly different. For sure. Here it's more like the kids getting in the dirt because it's such a growing growing our food is so important here. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? That's kind of like the the staple of the midwest you know so i mean right if i wasn't terrified (laughs) of the chaos here take that out of the equation you're right like right like if this was like something that i would do it it, i mean it would be more of like a farm you know it would be more of like a homestead and learning about yes i um i feel like i already do that with sebastian it's just like i don't know how much other people want that for their children per se you know you'd be surprised at how many people are looking for i don't even i don't even like calling it alternative options because Mm -hmm. it's 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 natural like what we call traditional is actually what's alternative like that's not how children operate you know um so it reminds me i don't know if you have um instagram but i follow this school called i don't know if it's the bare feet or barefoot but it's the bare feet farm school and I don't I can't remember what state they're in but it reminds me of what you're talking about they are on this big property with the farm and they are just like planted all kinds of plants in their garden and they have a few animals they just got like a tortoise um and their kids are outside all day too and they have a huge huge space so if you want to follow them I would that's it listeners if you want to follow them I don't know if it's bare feet or barefoot but (laughs) you can figure it out that's cool B-A-R-E or B-E-A-R? B-A-R-E. <laughs> I, I, I guess we got to get to the important part. Um, tell, tell, tell us about this drunk you threw on last night. Yeah. What was the theme song? <laughs> uh, 
I was doing some Selena. Oh. <laughs> I was what, what's that somewhere. sound like? You can't hear. I'm too sober. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's in Spanish too. So. Oh, that's even better. Come on. <laughs> give, give, us, give us a little sample. Not too long. We don't want to. We don't want to have any copyright violations. But uh, give us three seconds. Um, I what song did I sing? The last one I sang was "Como la flor." But I'm not going to sing it. I can too embarrassed. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> and we were. But "Como la flor," "Como la flor," and I did a little um, "La carcacha." So those two songs are fun if you want to listen to those. Yeah, I, I just went out and had some beers and ate a bunch of pizza and just had a good time and sung with my friends and they were all celebrating me. My friends like parents came too. It was a lot. Uh, how how many beers? You've been drinking quite a bit of water. Um... I had probably, <laughs> I had two IPAs, Talls, uh -huh. and then I had two 20 ounce Pilsners. But I'm a lightweight, so that's enough for me. No, no, no tequila. No, no, I don't do hard liquor unless I'm like traveling and I'm just like in a hotel, maybe. Mm, mm. The, hard, the hard stuff that's healthier, that's healthier, fewer calories. Yeah, I like beer. I feel bad about I just, my life choices. <laughs> I love beer. I don't know. I, I didn't used to. And then my girlfriend, she's like a big beer person. And I hated it at first. But then I started drinking it, you know, just like anything, you expose yourself to it more and you can actually like, oh, that does taste different than that. So, yeah, I didn't, I didn't know if you weren't out with like, like the kids, you're like, hey, hey, kids, let's, uh, let's meet up for let's pizza and beer after, yeah, after, after our first week together. And they're like, sure, um, <clears throat> that would have been weird, but also kind of cool. Yeah, I'm excited to to get to know these families a little better. I think I, I neglected to mention, which I should the whole reason I even started this program is because I had the family that I was currently working with um, in San Ramon that I, I had basically been doing like an ad hoc forest class out of the, the preschool that I was working at because we had this beautiful space and I was taking the kids out every day. And I had such deep relationships with these families and I had families that had, you know, now their younger sibling was in my class and they're, and I just had forged such great bonds with these families. And then there was like a mass exodus at my preschool admin changed. It was a shit show and I had to get out. I was like, I am done working here. And one thing led to another. And I had one parent who was like, you should, cause she always knew I wanted to start my own program. And she's like, you should try forest school because you know, you're basically doing it every day. I have a friend who works in San Francisco. There's a forest school in the Presidio. And she hooked me up with her. I emailed her and she's like, oh, hey, sure. I would love to help get you started. She, you know, just did all this networking. And the families that I was working with in San Ramon actually put a GoFundMe together and like did a Kickstarter essentially for me. Um, so I think that without that community support from those families, this program would have never happened. And I just had to say that, you know, it wasn't just me. Sure. Like I couldn't have done this alone. And so I'm excited to get to know the families now that I'm working with, because I know that like I, it's a strength of mine, my relationships with families. So I'm like almost like too excited. Can't wait to get to know you better. <laughs> <laughs> I know it's going to be great. I'm a stage five clinger. Like, I don't want... yeah. <laughs> um, so I'm like trying to like ease into that, but it's hard because I'm like, oh, in six months we'll be like super close. So.
I I couldn't be happier. And 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 look, listeners, there are there are a, a number of people who over the over the eleven whatever years the show has been on that have that have taken this leap and started their own thing. And maybe it's a forest school, or maybe it's a center based program, or maybe it's home based. But uh, I I don't think any of them regret. Uh, investing in themselves and and taking that risk and it's a it's a scary thing to to jump in and both with both feet and start your own thing but um it can be it can be really rewarding uh because you you get to you get to you get to build craft the program that you want to work in and uh that's there's there's a lot of benefits to that yeah i mean i'm home now at 3 p.m. instead of 7 p.m. so that's gonna that's, be nice. <laughs> I mean, I nice. still have to do work. Obviously, when I get home, I have to send emails and 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 do certain things. But because I made my program a five hour program, it gives me more time. You know what I mean? I'm not like when I was dannying or when I was working in a classroom full time. You know, and and I was commuting too. Like I would leave my house at seven, and I would get home at seven, and that's a lot. You know, and so I was like, I need to work less and make more not a lot just more <laughs> and that's i mean if if not you then who why can't it be sure. why that's what i thought why couldn't it be me and it is now i can't wait to just keep keep track of this and 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 see if you're still this giddy in six months i right. i absolutely hope so but yeah i mean i mean you know there's gonna be there's gonna be ups and downs and and just like everything mm -hmm. else but uh um, there's ups and downs no matter what. So why not, why not take a risk and do your yeah. own thing? I think I've made it through a lot of the hardest parts, you know, sure. as far as, as getting something off the ground is a big thing. Keeping it off the ground is, is also, there's going to be, like you said, there's going to be bumps in the road, but I think, you know, you think about the energy it takes to get the airplane off the ground, but that's a lot, you know, and then once it's up there, you can cruise a little bit. You're going to have some turbulence. You got to pay attention. You got to be on your P's and Q's, but that's how I feel. I feel like I'm like a pilot and I'm finally like up in the air and I'm like, okay, I can breathe a little bit, you know, it's nice. Airplane school. Somebody, somebody start an airplane, airplane preschool where, where everybody meets <laughs> at the airfield on, uh, on Monday morning. And then all the, all the three-year-olds you go up and, and like the vomit comet, whatever that plane is where you go up and you do the, the, uh, uh I want to hear about that. Um, <laughs> Um, somebody start Rachel, Rachel, that's your program. Get that, get that started. There's gotta be, get, gotta be some farm life. I called farm life. Okay. You can put a landing strip on her property or a there's gotta be somebody, there's gotta be you you know somebody with a, with a, 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 a crop spraying plane. So listen, speaking of that, there is an airplane that flies like a couple times in the summer. And I mean, it flies so low, it almost touches my mother-in-law's house. Um, and we're surrounded by, and, and that's what they're doing is they're spraying the fields. But I mean, you have to think I love, I'm surrounded by fields. So it's all over our house. And I actually know the guy who does it. And his daughter's actually moving into my class next week. Oh, wow. So, Boom. Hey, maybe a free ride now. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Well, any, any final thoughts before we wrap this one up? Um, Rebecca, I'm just so proud of you. Like, Thank you. it's amazing that you're living your dream, that you took all the steps to go forward in this. And I mean, even the questions I asked you, like you were prepared and confident. And I think that's what's going to make this so successful for you is your parents are going to have faith in you because you have faith in you. You know what I mean? Thank you. 
yeah, I think that's what's been driving me and keeping my head on like my shoulders is like, I believe in this program. I keep telling myself that, like, I believe in this program. And so everything else, I feel like as long as I'm, you know, doing what I need to do, like it's going to fall into place and whatever doesn't fall into place, I'll be able to pivot, you know? Um, my final thought, thank you, Rachel, is um, check out, like, all, if you're a parent, check out just different types of programs that you could diversify your child's education. They don't have to go to forest school every day. They don't have to do anything super, you know, have a big commitment. But there are more and more programs out there popping up all over the country that are getting children outside, getting children in nature, getting children hiking and exploring creeks and doing all types of things it's not it doesn't have to just be summer camp um so just look into that if you're a parent or if you are an educator you could share potential resources with the families in your program of of different classes and things like that i know i have a, a friend in, in lake tahoe she does um drop-in classes with for like mommy and me classes for for nature school so there's different types of stuff out there look into it if it's, if it's of interest to you and and access it yeah, take a take a invest in yourself. Take a risk. Um, stick stick yourself out there. Do do a new thing. Um, this year, this oh hey, uh, you can't connect with the voicemail anymore. Uh, no text messaging. I've said in other episodes why. Um, I I just want my freedom. I want my freedom and my 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 independence from 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 the man man. Um, anyway, if you want to connect, you can go to myplayhaven.com. There's a there's a link in the show notes. It's a um, Sam co-host Sam. She was over there the other day, and she she posted like um, her first post was like uh, Jeff, did you invent Facebook? And uh, I was like, uh, yeah yeah, except without <coughs> the ads and assholes. Um, so look, if you know how to use Facebook, you can navigate Playhaven. Uh, it's just a nice little baby community that we're starting, but uh, no ads. Um, very few assholes. Uh, your kind of place. Um, check it out. And you can also connect with me for happy hour, the fourth Tuesday of the month at 7.30 p.m. Central Time. You can go to playvolutionhq.com slash ccbag to register via Zoom. Um, or you can uh, click the link in the show notes. Back soon. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Forgot. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> How did you get that? This has been an Explorations Early Learning Upstairs Studio production. Oh.